Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And we recently were at Baltimore Comic Con, got an embarrassment of riches uh, to bring back to the studio, and we have a very, very exciting video for today. But we are a daily YouTube channel with nearly 1,500 videos uh, live to date. That means we have a lot of stuff out there that you might not have seen yet. And we might have talked about your favorite comics. So hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Search for your favorite comic titles. We hit a bunch of the American canon at this point. But uh, we might not have talked about the, the specific comics that you dig the most. So let us know those titles. We'll push them higher to our uh, to-read pile. And uh, get to those sooner than later. We also have a Patreon where uh, you can support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel by kind of subscribing that way. And as a King Kayfaber, what you get is first dibs on all the videos that we provide. You get you get the videos before anybody else. I think we have a queue at this point of about 25 videos that you have immediate access to that we have not put live yet. And that's that number increases every week. We do one extra video every week, man. So we have a suitable queue of videos that uh, you get before way before anybody else, including the next week's vids. So uh, consider joining the Cartoonist Cafe Patreon, supporting the channel, and without further ado, let's take a look at Nexus, the newspaper strips, a Rude Dude production. Shouts to Jess Rude, who uh, came up to the, the table and uh, was kicking it for a little while, and then she came back with... Uh, with this baby. I want to emphasize the size of this. So there's your comic book <laughs> size to give you some idea. Yes, sir. And these newspaper strips were done as tabloid size. They were they were even bigger than this collection, right. the original. Um, much more manageable size here, but a beautiful slipcase and uh, quite a quite a large book. Yeah. So off the bat, right now, obviously this is deluxe edition that you could get your hands on, but certainly limited. You know, the dude put this together himself, so how many of these can you fit in your garage? <laughs> King K Fabers are snapping these up right right now. And those things were flying. I a lot of people came to the table uh at Baltimore Comic Con had this under their, their uh armpit. Coming in December, however, there is going to be a nine by twelve soft cover. So in uh October it's gonna show up in the Diamond Previews guide and you'll be able to so put in uh, orders and pre-orders and talked with Jess and I think uh, you know she's gonna make it all work out so that we do a um, some zoomers uh, that'll be great a shoot interview with uh, the dude and probably should time it when this thing is uh, in diamond to let everybody know yeah definitely. to scoop this thing up because I have a feeling as we go through these pages Jimmy everybody's going to want a copy of this year. And it's worth noting, like, we have looked at some Steve Rude stuff in the past, sketchbook, uh, a, a sort of an artist edition-like um, book that Flesk had put out. So check out those videos if you're unfamiliar with Steve Rude. For my money, one of the best figure draw drawers to ever draw American comics. Yeah. Also with a healthy uh, influence from Jack Kirby, so it's not just some kind of slice-of-life figures. These are action-adventure comics, cosmic even. Right. He's also fantastic at page layouts. One of the things we've shown in the past are his page layouts that he draws small. Yeah. But you see it on display here where, like, we're not getting six-panel grids. You know, he's really uh, known for this kind of thing of trying to 
keep these pages exciting. One of the great figure drawers in comics. He, he doesn't he doesn't fake any of that stuff. And I think it's pretty cool to see. I mean, he's basically bringing back like you know I'm doing his daily strip. He's bringing back like the tabloid adventure comic. hundred percent. Where was this published? He self-published them as newspapers. Um, I've got a couple of them. I probably should have dug them out. But when you say like the Sunday papers, that's what I think he was totally drawing from. You know, we've seen those big reproductions of like Little Nemo and Slumberland at size. And I remember seeing them and just being bowled over. I have a feeling that he got hold of some of that stuff and was like, that's the canvas I want to draw comics on. Might have cut his teeth on some of that stuff too, man. Yeah, very possible. And it's a good batch. Like uh, he, he did this for quite a while. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Right. Yes. I think it's also a different way to think. He may have been serializing them online as well, right. which would make sense to me, especially somebody that's self-publishing. But it's a different way to approach this stuff. And for a guy who is that into pages, it feels like maybe doing it as a weekly would be a way to really just focus right. on each and every page and panel. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, he's a rigorous drawer. He's going to make sure that all the proportions are right and... Uh, he, you know, he, he's not, he's not cheating. He's not going halfway with stuff. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, seeing it at this size, one thing that stands out nicely to me, it's a very good size lettering. Like yeah. this is a good reading size. You know, sometimes when you start switching sizes up, sometimes details and things don't always translate to various sizes. This looks amazing. And I think you see some of like the Kirby tech influence on these pages. Very imaginative, this series. That's incredible. Yeah. And it is written by Mike, Mike, uh, Barron. So I feel like at a certain point they're going to be doing Nexus comics on their own or something. I think Mike Barron has some other stuff going on. I think uh, Steve Rude has his own thing going on. But uh, the, the the gang is still together here. There's a great, uh, at, at uh, Phantom of the Attic in Oakland, there's a great Steve Rude piece of yes. uh, Mr. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. It reminds me of, you know, sometimes you'll really see Kirby on some of these pages. Yeah, because uh, it's that pose. Yep. Makes me think of it. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we make. Jimmy has forthcoming Street Angel Princess of Poverty. It's a good companion piece to go along with Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. He's been self-publishing lately. True Crime Funny is 1986 zine, BW zine. If you didn't get these at Comic-Cons, he's going to put them uh, live on his website in uh, late October. And the long out-of-print Hulk Grand Design. Scoop up those co comics. I have the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you, 10th anniversary, make sure you scoop it up, best book I ever made. The current focus has been Red Room, there are two trade paperbacks of Red Room that are out there, Trigger Warnings and the Antisocial Network. Just wrapped up the four issues of the final season, Crypto Killers, with the third issue containing a backup feature of my forthcoming daily comic strip. And X-Men Grand Design Trilogy coming out in November, collecting long out-of-print uh, X-Men Grand Design books that I put together. Before you is a healthy bibliography of a bunch of stuff that we have out on the stands today. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. It's one of the standout creator-owned pieces, too. You know, starting with Capital Comics in the early 80s, mm -hmm. going through First, going through Dark Horse, self-published. Just a really, uh, you know, probably 40 years of, of Nexus has been out there, maybe even more. I feel like the format starts to change where you have these single pagers, mm -hmm. and now it's like two. Yeah. Yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah, or, I don't or, know if these were all published as um, the actual tabloid prints or not. Like I said, I think at some point it becomes uh, online. They're also single pagers. It says continued at the end. I'm tripping. It's amazing to see his artwork big like this. You know, and again, 
I just see that and I think Kirby. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you got Kirby, Loomis, Toth. Yes. Is the is the secret sauce. Oh yeah. Another rude video we do is he did a Space Ghost for right. Kamiko. Yes. Uh, in the eighties that I think is one of the best looking comics ever. If you guys haven't seen that, I would say go check out that video because there's definitely some Space Ghost DNA in Nexus. This is sweet, man. Whenever you get a chance to to have Rude play with uh, mixed mixed media, mm -hmm. you know, hitting it with the Kokio board, which is a Loomis trope. Yeah, and he's a guy that does various media. I mean, he paints. Oh yeah. You know, you can find a lot of his paintings online and studies. So we flew through the comics portion to get to. The process materials because we're, we're all down with process here on cartoon escape is that like paste ups yeah it must be right there have mm -hmm. been a few of those examples uh backgrounds of cosmos and stuff and i was kind of trying to figure out like what is that i think well i, th I feel like some of these are, are media think? i think this is cut out yeah that looks like a like a cut out line it's fun seeing him playing with this stuff and i love seeing like some of the red line stuff on these pages his pencils are so inviting there was a, um, a book on inking that included, this is fun too, seeing like a half, a partially inked, just seeing kind of like where, where does, how does he approach that? Where does he start? I always find that fascinating. But like, I always find his pencils just like, I want to print them out and ink them because it's solid, you know, it makes sense. I feel like he thinks that way and he started inking and he's like, oh, I forgot to scan it for the, for the book. <laughs> Could be. But you know, my favorite stuff whenever, like from an inking standpoint is I look at it and I just think like that's solid. I can picture the form, you know, it's all there. And it's funny because his stuff is pretty tight. That character looks familiar. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what color are we gonna color? <laughs> Gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the contrast is someone like John Buscema who's very loose, but it's still, it has that sense of weight and form. Yeah. The weight is what I think really makes you the next level of figure drawing. Sure. It's one thing to kind of be able to trace a figure off some program. It's another thing entirely to have weight on those muscles and on and the clothing and the folds and everything. Yeah, and like the striations on a muscle, that means something. That's like, you know, strenuous activity. But like most mainstream cartoonists, they just draw, you know, definition all the time. I also think like the difference between his pencils and inks is pretty dramatic. You know, ink, ink can flatten things a little bit. You get these flat blacks, whereas like in the pencil form, you really get to feel like it's round. Yeah, it looks forms like, are round. It looks like he uses a very toothy paper too. But interesting, like he's doing the inks and he's still setting up all the blacks. Like you have that yes. school of comic making where they they need to see the blacks distributed on the page in the pencil stage. Like the X doesn't do it. Right. I like seeing the lettering on these. It reminds me of like the old Kirby collectors where you'd see yeah. Kirby putting down his, uh, his his scripts right on the page. Yeah. And it'll be a mixture. It's their sound effects, and but then there'll be notes for the colorist, I presume, where it just says certain things. There's our guy. Wait, what's the note here? For future comic artists and writers, note the incredible amount of work and creativity that goes into every aspect of making a comic book or strip come to life. It's after mag, baby. That's good stuff. It's so true, though. His perspective's like the low angle on figures. He's very good at that, and it really gives you that heroic sense. Yeah. Yeah, He, but he sticks with, like, Nexus is built like a human. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, like, 11 heads tall. I think that's part of what impresses me with his, uh, with the figure part, his figure ability. Because he's still able to make that feel heroic. Right. 
Oh, there's the, the piece we lingered on. Very Kirby. <laughs> yeah, I, like we never said that when we looked at it, so it must change in the inks. Let's take a look. Yeah, see, <laughs> you see how it goes, man? Wow. Like it was a little too close. So, so you got to change it up. That's a nice sequence. Yeah, that is. figure going down. Yeah, very nice reproduction of these pencils too. Absolutely. That toothy paper that you described, to me that's that's uh indicative of good scanning. You know, right. you're really getting those details of the of the paper surface. It's something, you know, we talked to Sean Michael uh Robinson about it, and it's something I've been trying to do more of whenever I scan is really make sure your settings are right to get that level of detail from the scanner. Again, I love this. Throw some color on those pencils. You got blue and red and, and gray. Very awesome. It surprises me whenever there'll be like an ink line, but just like a line. Yeah. You know, some, well, I guess that's pencil, but there, there, I think there were a couple pages where it'd just be like a little bit of a line starting to go down. Yeah, I feel I feel like he's just in autopilot mode and getting ready, and he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I gotta scan it. And, you know, speaking of artist editions, I wonder how close these are to the actual size. Yeah, that's like a good this, question. This could possibly be the actual size, could be the reason the book is this size, because if you look, these pages are, you know, they're, they're trimmed. Right. So... That's often the sign of like 11 by 17, a standard size. That's about what these look like. Wouldn't surprise me if this is the real artist, the real Steve Rude artist edition right here. And if so, good job on the scanning of these because, man, you're getting all the detail. And so great that we get like levels of production. See this. I love this. You know, that's, you I don't that know out? if that's inked or if that's a piece of media, man. It's it's very good circles, but there might be a little, a little cut out. Maybe. Well, There's your mixed media piece you pointed out earlier. Yeah, man. And it's even more mixed media than I realized because, like, you could see the pen, the coquille board here and there, but none of none of this I immediately recognized. And getting that kind of smooth of a gradient mm -hmm. on that paper is not as easy as you think. Like, it takes a very, very delicate, sensitive hand. You can see why this is an artist who has done Marvel DC work. You know, if you're a Marvel DC editor and you see this stuff, like, yeah, he's born to do those superheroes. More up art. I wonder if Russ Manning is a part of the soup. Like, like I think so. Like when you see uh, Nexus without the thing, like you can't help but think of uh, Magnus or somebody. Now we got the inks, baby. Let's see how it all coalesces. Boy, it looks good in black and white, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Classic pose, man. Mm -hmm. I feel like you see... And see, he's not, like, too skinny. Like, you you don't get all the definition, but the figure is completely... He, he could stand behind this. You could get somebody who knows, anat like, medical anatomy, put a tracing paper over this, and, and show you where, where everything goes. And what you get is he's, like, Rambo suiting up. Yeah. You get all those folds and stuff in the material. Like, you can see the stress where it's being... A, a boot's being pulled on or a glove's being pulled on. Highly accomplished pages here. Glad to see him still doing this 40 years in, too. Absolutely. I say it again and again when we look at these guys that have long careers. It's so exciting to think, like, this isn't the NFL. Like, we're not, we're right. not falling off. Like, people do this work for decades where they get better and better if they're committed. Inventive layouts, you know, those super close-ups with the hands over the eyes. That's a pretty good, pretty good close-up. And both close-up on Nexus and then his point of view. Yeah. And you could probably find examples of that on damn near every one of these pages. Oh, dude, we got a little cameo. Another Mike Barron creation there. Somebody 
commissioned a really great piece at Baltimore Comic-Con because a lot of the first comics dudes were there. So there was like a Mike Grell um, Sable drawing and then right next to it was like a Chaikin American flag. And the reason I know about it is watching Steve Rude's Instagram and Facebook because he was inking in nice. a, a Nexus piece. It was a great, great piece. People do those jam pieces with mixed results. You get the original creators doing their creations. Because it's the that's a great page. Yeah, it's the usual suspects like lineup type joints. So yep. like that's the move, you know, get the full figure, not some kind of like dashed out or like remark. 100%. And once you get the first guy to do that, then the pressure's on. Like you don't want to be the weak link on that page. That's for sure. <laughs> this is really nice seeing some of the some of the ink marks. You know, it's it's a little bit raw, but it's a guy like if you have the foundation right, you can go in there and just kind of dash those lines out and not worry too much. But you feel the planes. Oh, you know? totally. He totally. He totally understands the, the volume. That's an extraordinary book. So great. You know, so great. Like, right out of the best cosmic kind of comics or cartoons you could imagine and i wonder where he chooses you know what he uses that toothy paper i think sometimes so that he could do this kind of thing great lighting on that very very strange but also like using that toothy paper and getting such elegant ink lines should should it shouldn't look like this but that just goes to show me you got a master at work here you do hitting a little white this is a fun set of panels that I've, that was fun to watch develop throughout the book. I noticed that in a color and was very curious. Yeah, it really seems like this project is like, let's get all of our favorite shit in here. Because we're even going Ditko-ish. Yeah, Ditko's a good, a good call there. See, this stuff is so, like the geometric backgrounds and stuff, he pulls a lot of tricks. Really designy. You know, and, and when I say tricks, I don't mean shortcuts, but just like a lot of different ways to make a black and white image yeah. is on display here. Yeah, that's the other thing to notice. Like when he uses gray, it's never with zips. It's always uh, with his like Coquille pencil, you know, his, his Prismacolor on that paper. Or... Does stuff like this where it's not enclosed in a panel border. Yeah. I mean, this feels really Russ Manning-like. It does. He's probably talked about Manning different places i love this kind of stuff there have been a few of these that feel sort of like kirby you know just these big shapes yeah yeah the scale is everything there it works so well for a cosmic story yeah i'm stoked to give this a read you know do it working on like a a daily strip like let's see how you know uh, presumably kind of a weekly adventure strip how does that work yeah, this should be fun to talk to whenever we when we finally get him on the uh, on the Zoom. It should be fun to get into some of these details because he's worked in so many ways. You know, a monthly book for I think ninety issues, uh, mini series and mini series. You know, trying to get new readers. There was a little bit of screen time. Don't see very much of that, but a little bit. Yeah, it's a paste up head that shows up on the front page of a lot of these strips, and it's also like you get to see it in all its glory right there. Oh yeah. Makes you wonder who's designing these books, too, because I feel like this is a pretty nice design overall. Yeah, not bad. And I remember he, he had a call out for a designer maybe a decade ago. Mm. Um, so I assume that he found somebody he likes and he's, you know, working with them. See, again, I just think Kirby and, oh. What an amazing body of work here alone on, on this one project. Imagine if you are new 
to Steve Rude and Nexus, which I think a lot of people are. It's an indie book. You know, it hasn't been regularly published by a big publisher in, in 15 or 20 years. If this is what you pick up, right? Like, what a page. Wow. Man, and what a spread those two. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Very few artists work this well in black and white. Yeah. It's one of those things that's almost lost in American comics. Yeah. I think this is a comic uh, dealing with the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the moth, that's one of those uh, Dark Horse joints, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think he wrote and drew that, maybe. Or maybe he uh, co-wrote it with Gary Martin, his longtime anchor. Always fun seeing the back matter. Some of the Baron scripts. Baron known for doing uh, thumbnails yeah. for a lot of people. I wonder if he would do that with it with his guy. It seems like if you have that long of a collaboration, maybe, maybe that part gets sacrificed. That's a great page. Reminds me of some of the Kirby kind of uh, collages. Right. And here, you know, we were talking about him working in different media. You can see doing color studies, you know, quick kind of roughs, probably in gouache or something. But he's, he's known for that too, you know, like he talks about that a lot all the way back in the 80s when he's doing a sketchbook, talks about doing like color studies and it shows very thoughtful artist. Let's get a sketchbook series going, Steve. See all the sketchbooks, right? They've been trying to make uh, Nexus into a cartoon for 30 years. Yeah, there's that uh, kind of a heartbreaking story of it being optioned and then one of the guys higher up the chain being like, intergalactic executioner we're never going to do this <laughs> right just just the worst thing to hear you got your how foster you got your uh, alex raymond you got your uh roy crane yes fantastic galacy kirby very cool escape pod comics is where i got my uh, nexus newspapers ah, i did <laughs> Imagine that this is some of the support that helped to uh, generate this book and, and get it to be possible. Sounds right. Letter from Rude there. A couple of them here in the back. I always like having that. If I were going to do a big art book like this, I feel like you want to put some of your, your, your voice in there. Totally. Some direct communication. Amazing. Incredible. That page you called out, you know, like good enough to make back cover. There it is, man. One, one of Steve Rude's favorites, presumably. And you see how the computer color meshes with that coquille board that you actually don't see it. So it's so great to be able to see the actual inked page to see really where his whole hand is, you know, like aside apart from from the, uh, the, the computer color here. So what we're looking at is the coming of Gormando, Nexus, the newspaper strips, volume one, deluxe edition. These are going quick. Scoop it up sooner than later. And uh, if you are going to be a little more frugal, coming in December, uh, there will be a 9x12 soft cover of this, uh, which means that uh, your comic shop will be able to start ordering it in October. We'll try to uh, coordinate uh, a shoot interview within the next uh, bunch of weeks. Man, because actually October is uh, sooner, th sooner than later. It's almost here. So we'll try to get that to happen. Uh, thanks, Jess Rude, for sending this big book my way. And if you're good to go, I'm good to go, Jimmy. Yeah, man, let's wrap it. Kay Fabers, right before you, you see a healthy bibliography of what we have going on. We are a daily YouTube channel. 
We've talked about uh, Steve Rude's work quite a bit, and uh, there are about 1,500 videos up there as we speak. Give the channel a search. Uh, hit the magnifying glass on the front page. Search for your favorite comics. We might have talked about them. Check out those episodes. If we did not, you must put something in the comments to let us know what we need to cover in the future so that we can bump those books higher on our reading list. It's a daily channel, so we'll get to those comics sooner than later. Hit the Patreon, support us at the highest level, get all the videos before anybody else. I believe that uh, these deluxe editions are being snapped up by the King K Fabers as we speak. By the time this video goes live, maybe there's none left, left for you to get your hands on. Ultimately, the vids are brought to you by the books that we make, and like I said, before you is a good section of our bibliography, but we make comics all the time. So Jimmy, you gotta let the people know what's coming out soon. Street Angel Princess of Poverty will be out in November from Image Comics. You can pre-order that one now, and you should pre-order that one now if you want a copy from your local comic shop. It is a companion volume to Deadliest Girl Alive, and between these two books, you will have all of the Street Angel comics that I have made so far. Hulk Grand Design sold out at the distribution level. What that means is if your comic shop still has a copy sitting on the shelf, scoop it up. Because once these are out of print, I don't know what Marvel's reprint schedule is, but I know a lot of their stuff goes out of print and stays out. So pick that one up soon if you want it. I've also been self-publishing. These are two of my latest zines, BW, celebrating the black and white explosion of the 80s, and 1986, celebrating the most magical year in comics history, and True Crime Funnies, my anthology of nonfiction comics. These are getting, uh, I'm basically putting together some. We sold very well at Baltimore, so I'm putting together a stock of these. I will be offering them online October 26th. They will go on sale for a fall holiday sale on my website, jimrug.com. Circle that on your calendar because there'll still be a finite number of them, and last time they did sell out. Uh, you can also, if you can't wait until October 26th, you can join patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download and read my latest comics and uh, out-of-print zines and mini-comics there. Time is now, everybody. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is orderable from your comic shop, so make sure you get on that uh, right away. There are a finite amount of copies of this baby out there, and so many people have claimed them already uh, through pre-orders from Amazon and other online channels. So uh, get get your name put on one of these things, because we have no idea when uh, a reprint will be available when the time comes. That is not the only holiday uh, book that I have coming out. Uh, it is one of the best books I've ever made and I really hope you add it to your library. But the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback is coming to you in November. Going to collect all of my X-Men Grand Design work. I believe a volume of, or two of that are out of print right now. So snap that up and uh, you'll get all of my X-Men Grand Design comics in one fell swoop. Red Room is the latest focus. Uh, I have two trade paperbacks of that out in the wild right now, the Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. But as of uh, last week, we just wrapped up the four-issue season of uh, Red Room Crypto Killers. Uh, so you see an issue, scoop it up. They're all self-contained, and if you liked it, then grab another. This third issue, I linger on it because of the backup feature called Latchkey Kids, which is, uh, I'm changing the title to uh, Switchblade Shorties, and uh, these characters are the focus of my daily strip that I'm going to, to be putting out uh, starting uh, January 1st, 2024. Hope you support that comic. You can read these comics at my Patreon right now, uh, including the Switchblade Shorty stuff, which I'm putting new strips up every Tuesday uh, exclusively until January 1st. So, you've seen our bibliography, you see the books that we have forthcoming, 
and we need you to support those books to keep the channel going but there are other levels of support that you can give the cartoonist kayfabe channel to keep us uh doing this on the regular subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video it's a way for us to let you know whenever a new book is out whenever we're going to do an appearance somewhere and just any kind of news that crosses cartoonist kayfabe best way to stay informed you can also pick up cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts merchandise hats mugs stickers and more at our spread shop that link is also under this video in the show notes there you have it a bunch of different ways a plethora of different ways to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel Jimmy, if you would be so kind as to give them their mar marching orders, we could be on our way. Make more comics.